This is episode 16 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. A while back, I had a wonderful conversation with a young lady that I counseled more than 10 years ago. You get to listen to that today, and you're going to find at the end that both of us were changed by the conversation, and there's some amazing takeaways. You guys are going to absolutely love it. If this is your first time as a listener, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe. We have a whole bunch of great content that I wouldn't want you to miss. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. One day, I remember vividly that right as I got to school, I got called to a fifth grade classroom. I went there and I found one of my students that I counseled, Brianna, sitting next to her desk in a ball, curled up and rocking back and forth. She said, no, I won't do it. I can't do school today. I won't. And I went down and said, Brianna, would you like to come sit in my office for a minute? And she said, yeah, I guess so. And we walked silently to my office. And when we got there, she still sat silently with her head down. Now, I'd seen Brianna like this before. But today, she seemed a lot more quiet. I knew something was different about this silence. Usually, she would tell me on the way to my office how she was feeling. But today, silence. So I said, Brianna, why don't you let me in and help me understand what you're going through today? And she said, I'm going through loneliness. And I said, tell me more. And Brianna said, no one understands me. No one gets how sad I am. And no one gets how I see how my parents are sad and my mom is sad and how much it hurts me. And no one seems to care but me. And I'm lonely because no one cares. Well, that was her perception of reality. But the truth was, is I knew very much that her family cared. You see, Brianna came from a family of many kids. Her and her older sister, I was able to counsel because her father had come to me and asked me if I would please support his daughters. You see, he was in a marriage that was falling apart. But because of all of his personal beliefs in marriage, he was doing everything he could to save it. But the writing was on the wall, and one thing after another was happening to have that marriage crumble. In spite of that, they had a strong, busy family. But every child was handling it different, and their father knew that the two of them were going to need support. So I knew that Brianna was not actually alone. In fact, 
I had talked to her older sister, Amy, on many occasions. And I knew that Amy did care and did see the pain and the struggle just as much as Brianna did. So I sat with Brianna that morning and we just sat quietly. And finally I asked her, I have an idea. Why don't I do an art project with both you and your sister today? And she said, eh, I guess so. So I called her sister Amy in and she walked into my office with a smile on her face, surprised to see her sister. And they sat down and I got out some art and I said, I want you guys to draw. And I gave them some directions and off they went. And then I asked Amy, hey, I want to ask you a question. And how about you be really honest with me? And she said, absolutely. I'm always honest with you, Mrs. Kretz. And I said, well, what have you been thinking about all the things going on with your parents? And she said, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. It hurts me. And right away, her sister perked up her ears and looked up from her paper. This whole time, her head had been buried straight down in her artwork, but she looked at her. And I said, really? Tell us more. And she said, it hurts me to see how much they're having problems, and I don't like it one bit. And Brianna said, you don't like it either? And she said, no, of course I don't. And I just sat back. And pretty soon the girls started talking. And they started comparing notes a little bit and talking about the things that had been bothering them. And all of a sudden, I was simply a fly on the wall. Now and then I would egg them on to keep talking. Well, what else? Well, why did that make you feel that way? And the two of them had a bonding moment that was beautiful. I remember them both telling each other that they would always have each other's back. So as they finished their art project and they were ready to go back in class, I remember them sharing a smile. And as we walked back to their class, both of them had a smile on their face. Now, Brianna continued to need support and probably, if I'm going to be honest, a little more counseling support than Amy ever did. But from that moment on, whenever I met her and she began to start to feel lonely, she would then also say, but I know that Amy knows how I feel. Now, I always believed that that counseling session with those sisters made an impact on their life as they moved forward into junior high, high school, and beyond. But I did not know that for sure until I got a random Facebook from Amy. You see, she's in college now, and she's looking to be a counselor. And she remembered that I was someone that impacted her life and asked if she could interview me for one of the classes she was in and if we could just spend some time together. Of course, I was more than willing, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to have a conversation with her as well that you guys can listen in on so I could find out what kind of young woman she's becoming. So you're about to hear the conversation that I had with Amy 10 years after I was her counselor in elementary school. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Mixie Fit. I first discovered Mixy Fit over COVID, and I quickly fell in love with the mix of full-body Pilates and dance-inspired workouts. So I want to tell you a little bit about it. 
Each workout is designed for all levels of fitness. They're fun, it's a judgment-free zone, and you can truly enjoy yourself. What I love most is that Mixi Fit feels like you're getting a personal trainer right in your home. The instructors are great since they can see you, they're able to help you with anything you might need. I am so excited to partner with MixiFit. They're offering my listeners $25 off the first month of unlimited live group and on-demand classes. Go to www.mixifit.com or just click the convenient link in my show notes below. And at checkout, put in my code Focused Mindset to get the discount. Now let's get back to it. I have a guest, Amy Viramontes. She is a psychology student. She's newly married. And most (laughs) importantly, I actually counseled her when she was in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And we got in contact through her schooling. And I'm so happy to welcome you to my podcast. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, um, as you know, I'm obviously a host for a podcast now because I like talking to parents about the journey that kids go through and the, the fact that they're a work in progress. I say it at the beginning yeah. that they're an adult in training. And so this is really cool to sit and talk to the adult that was in training back when I talked to you. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me what's going on with you now, now that you're in your young, early 20s. Yeah, so I'm 22 now. I'm turning 23 this year. Um, nowadays, I'm just chilling at home, working. I have a part-time job through Starbucks. I'm attending Arizona State University, um, all online classes as a psych major. Um, graduated high school back in 2015. And So if we walk back in memory lane just a little bit, do you remember when you were referred to talk to me for, for, for just getting some help with social and emotional? Do you remember the place you were in back then? What, what, what kind of child were you? At that time, about, yeah, fourth grade, um, there were some things going on at home. I just wasn't sure the specific details, but I know my parents were going through some things. And being kind of the older sibling in the house at the moment, um, between my... Uh, three younger siblings, my one older sibling, um, we were all really confused of what was happening. And so when we got referred, or my sister and I got referred to Mrs. Kretz, I was kind of like, okay, maybe this is just like another person to talk to about what's going on. I had honestly no idea what to expect. I just thought like, I should just be honest and talk about whatever's happening at home or how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, and honestly, that's pretty much it. It's hard to, like I said, it's hard to look back, but kind of in the moment, but looking back overall as a whole, it's definitely made an impact in my life and where I am today and how the way I think and how I view certain situations for sure. So did you have, do you remember you said that there was a lot going on in your family. Um, do you remember any opportunities in those times when people were kind of helping you take a look at what your future might be or, or were you guys just kind of living in the moment? Definitely. I wasn't even thinking about the future. I was just kind of in the moment as people would say, and just trying to get through school. Um, Mm -hmm. and 
just kind of trying to focus on my siblings and making sure that I, as the oldest sibling, was there for them through this hardship time. Um, but when I remember one of the kind of our talks with Mrs. Kretz talking about our future and it helped a lot because when you know kids are going through say stuff at home they're really focused in the moment they only see what can I get through at the end of the day but talking about you know the future and possibilities and what you know could be accomplished kind of helped me move forward and not just be so fixed on in the moment but to look past it and just think i can get through this like everything's going to be okay everything will work out the way it needs to and i don't i mean especially as a fourth grader like i don't need to stress about it too much right now you know just kind of focus on me focus on you know my siblings well personally for me that's what i wanted to do and just keep moving forward you know yeah yeah and then uh tell me a little bit about how you started finding your own way like through junior high how did you begin to find out what your passions were in life I noticed I mean I was never really a sports gal so I kind of just wanted to you know it's very artistic on more on the creative side so that's kind of why I pursued a little bit of band and music throughout junior high and high school and honestly, I would say it was more kind of the home influence. Like I said, I'm going to keep referencing back to this, mm -hmm. but going through what me and my siblings did and being kind of the oldest sibling and trying to honestly be the gap between my parents and my, you know, brothers and sisters made a huge impact on who I am today. You know, I'm pursuing a career in counseling because um, I do want to help, you know, others um in the way that you helped me but, but to be more specific i would say just being a mentor i don't know it just truly means a lot to me it sounds like it just evolved you know to, yes. the reason why you can't just pinpoint it is a lot of times with kids that's exactly what happens you put a little bit of seeds and it takes a long time to water it you know, exactly. and then it did, and then slowly <laughs> it evolves into like, wow, I really have some interest in this. I really like helping people, you know, and that yeah. kind of thing. And I wonder now that you look back and we know that your father was the one that originally reached out to get some emotional help for you guys, knowing that you guys have a very strong family. And this happens in a lot of families. You had a very yes. strong family. The parents were just going through the struggles they were, you know, and that happens. Mm -hmm. It's just life. And your dad had the foresight to say, I want to get some help for these guys. Mm -hmm. So what is your message to him when you know what a big impact that made for you? I would say thank you because, I mean, even as a parent with your kids, you know, it's, it almost feels very fragile. You don't know what the move is and to, you know, reach out to someone is very vulnerable. You know, you're not in whatever struggle you're going through, you're not in it alone. There's gonna always be help people around you to support and even your children to support your children. And if you feel like that you can't do that on your own, that's okay. That's why we have, you know, counselors in schools, we have psychologists, we have all these people around to, you know, help the kids. And it doesn't always have to lie on you. And 
if you do have that mentality, then it's going to be really tough on you. So I would say probably to my dad, thank you for doing what you did, because if not, I truly don't know where we would be today and recognizing all that was happening back then. Um, and I guess to other families and parents out there, I encourage you do to reach out, just use your resources. And it, it, there's no, there's no shame in asking for help yeah. because, you know, being a parent, I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but I can only imagine being a parent and making certain calls like that is incredibly tough. So don't be afraid to reach out to those around you. Yeah. Yeah. It's because like you said, you were just a kid going through your life and there is no way that you were in a place, just a kid to say, Hey, I could really use some support to figure this out. You know? So it did take a lot of courage for your father to step back and say, you know what? I want to see what other resources are out there besides mm-hmm. just what might be super visible to say who else is out there that has some other experience and some uh, insight counselors life coaches all these type of things that they have the ability to fill in a gap that exactly. the kids don't even know they have sometimes no exactly and especially i feel like i, I mean i don't want to say intervention but like talking with the kids even to figure out even if they don't know that something is going on at home, maybe talking to them at a younger age, you can kind of find out what they're thinking exactly in the moment or what are they seeing from their point of view. Um, And then years down the line, even today, clearly um, it's going to have a major impact on them. Mm -hmm. Open up the lines of communication. Exactly. And yeah, teach that from a very young age. You know, I think that's really important. Yeah. Because I can see how the family values stayed with you. You know, yes. and it was partly, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was partly because in spite of some of the things that were going on with the struggles and the marriage, um, those core values were deep within you. And a lot of times that happens because you're able to have someone to talk to and get grounded and get rooted again in what's important to you. Exactly. So I also saw your sister, like you know, yes. <laughs> and uh, and it was funny. You said that she was super excited when she knew that we were going to be in contact, right? Yes. <laughs> So what are some of the things as an older sister that you saw that, uh, that was different in what she went through and how you think counseling helped her? Yeah. Um, so me and my sister, you know, older versus younger being the first and the second, um, there's definitely some personality differences. So for me, I'm a lot more outgoing, outspoken, um, definitely an extrovert for her. She's a little bit more of an introvert, um, kind of reserved. Um, and she definitely internalizes her feelings. And for me, I'm very like, I'm focused on things around me first, and then I will process my feelings later. Um, but like I said, for her, it's kind of more her feelings come first. And if she's not feeling well, everything else around her is not going to be doing well either. Um, an impact down the line, she kind of gets that line of communication going. I think as the years went on, it was a little easier for her to be open up about those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, And like we've mentioned and talked about before, starting or having even like an adult, quote unquote, adult level of communication to a child is important. So that way they can explore their feelings, kind of what's going on in their mind at the moment. Um, And even if they don't say it out loud, just like writing it down on a piece of paper, kind of watching the behaviors, that way you can kind of interpret that more down the line. There's a lot of different tactics 
that someone might use as a professional. And you mentioned one of them writing some of their feelings, mm -hmm. art, therapy, being able to express themselves in all kinds of different ways. I think it was one of those amazing things for someone like your sister who is internalizing it to find ways to bring it out in a healthy way. You know, exactly. and then and then as they practice that, even though she probably also would be much like you if I talked to her and wouldn't remember specifics. It's kind of like if you're if when you're in music, right? You don't actually remember learning your instrument, but you remember the results of that, you know, that you loved learning your instrument and you loved band and you had all these experiences and you tried out for things, right? So that's exactly what it does when people, when adults have the the foresight to say, you know what, I'm going to help my child on the social and emotional end because they might not remember that they learned those things, but when they start practicing it, then they see the results of it. Oh yeah, I went and talked to so-and-so about what I wanted to do in college. Oh yeah, I reached down and helped another friend of mine. Oh yeah, well maybe they wouldn't have had those skills if they exactly. went to practice, you know, with somebody. <laughs> so it's a very exactly. interesting. Yeah, and I think that's what I saw in the two of you is that you where I, I was, I saw you guys grow in skills because you had so many, so much already going for you. You just needed a little bit of extra skill building so you guys could keep, <laughs> keep moving forward, you know? Exactly. And yeah, like I mentioned before, at such a young age when there's so much going on at home, even if like we don't show it, you know, physically around us, you know, talking about, talking about it even will get some of the weight off our shoulders emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, especially because when you feel like, at such a young age, oh, other kids around me, they aren't going through what I'm going through. So being able to talk about it really helps. Especially, I mean, like a sibling, a sibling thing, maybe as you get older, it's more common, but definitely when you're younger, you, like I mentioned, it, you feel like it's just on you. Like maybe I'm just feeling this way, but talking about it, it was going to really help. Did you ever have a conversation now that you and um, your sister are older, where you guys reflect on some of the stuff that, <laughs> you know, any like reflection uh, conversations that you've had that you'd like to, sh that you can share? Yeah, um, I would definitely say, especially more recent now than ever, we've kind of talked about, you know, why we were going through certain periods and why we were behaving certain ways. In high school, she would internalize a lot and just sometimes even like break down um, yeah. and I wouldn't really understand why mm -hmm. I would just kind of be like maybe there's going a lot I mean there was a lot going on at home but I don't I didn't want to like pick at her a lot and kind of get the exact details why um, but now that we're kind of more adults we can kind of reflect on that um, and just be like oh well it was xyz at the time and mm -hmm. I think it's also important to have those discussions so that way you can kind of see the healing process you know yes. you got the thing that's going on um there's some internalizing going on and then years down the line just being just seeing her and being able to have those conversations is really honestly touching too because like you said change is so important um and seeing it and hearing it too is kind of like wow like as we get older we can have those conversations and it's yes. really fine and then once you both kind of talk about it, you're like oh yeah that did happen at that time all right well now exactly. it makes sense and you can start it out in your mind and say all right now we're gonna move forward from there and not let it continue to drag us down as adults you know exactly and that's kind of the beauty I mean I got really lucky with my siblings that we're able to have those conversations you know and that's like just mm -hmm. kind of healing together in that yeah. process for sure and when did you start to realize that you really had an interest in 
things like psychology and counseling? Um, I took AP Psych, um, as many of us do, um, and I was kind of interested how science versus, you know, our well-being and our environment all kind of ties in together of who we are today. Kind of tying in with that experiences versus everything going on at home and my kind of being the leader of my sibling group um, kind of ties in why I'm so interested in psychology and the pathway of counseling. So you being the, you being the oldest, um, you contribute that to a lot of uh, how that shaped your life, right? Yes. So (laughs) what was some of the responsibilities that you felt that you had as an oldest child? Kind of being the gap between my parents and my siblings. So as far as like coordinating of who's going to whose house that week, something as little as that versus maybe my siblings were more open to talk to me about certain things. And then I would communicate that to my parents, you know, Um, or even just, just like my personality being a little bit more open, a little bit more extrovert, I can address certain issues to my parents um, and kind of help them keep track of as little details as like, oh, we have like back to school night this night or, <laughs> you know, because, you know, it's a lot. Schedule um, like the four yeah, of us. Yeah. yeah, scheduling stuff. Those are my responsibilities as the oldest child. <laughs> Can you think of anything you learned because of that role that you had? Yeah, so definitely developed leadership skills. I mean, organizational skills too and communication skills. It sounds so, I mean, it's so weird like saying it out loud how like silly it sounds like being the oldest sibling, like, I'm a leader or like I have great organization skills or like great like people skills. But I mean, it's true, you know, because when your younger siblings have no idea what's going on and you kind of just want to look out for them, you kind of have to step up to that role. And, you know, I feel like as an adult, I've found my balance of caring for others versus caring for myself. Um, Especially, I mean, I felt like in high school I had a really good, friend group around me. I felt like my life at home was relatively okay to where I was, I didn't feel like I was like drowning in like my own feelings and whatnot. And I think the tie in with like the social group, having a really good relationship and I guess maybe feeling fulfilled that I'm taking care of my siblings at the same time kind of felt like I have it okay at the moment. Um, but so definitely. then you had to sort of evolve into saying, now it's time to take care of me. Was that exactly? Good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially, you know, getting older as an adult, I feel like you evolve that mentality more like, okay, like I've taken care of everyone around me. Maybe let's set some time to take care of myself. And I definitely think more now than ever, self-care and mental health is being promoted. What are some things that, I mean, we talked a little bit about the positive things that it helps you with being a leader. It helps you with being a caring person and understanding that you had all these skills, but on the other side, what do you feel was stressful about being in that role that maybe parents don't realize that that puts stress on their kids? You know what I mean? Like be the, <laughs> be the voice of that sixth grader and seventh and eighth <laughs> saying, I'm going to pull this together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I would say coming from a big family, you know, I think they didn't realize how much I felt the weight on my shoulders. I mean, obviously they had a lot going on, but also, but talk to all of your kids too, you know, it shouldn't just fall on the oldest sibling just because, you know, 
they have more of an idea. But like I said earlier, having those conversations and starting those conversations and talking, you know, that could be a possibility. Um, It's tough to find those lines of communication. (laughs) It sounds like um, everyone's just kind of doing the best they can. And because you filled that role, they just kept letting you do that role. You know, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) She does, she does it. So she might as well keep doing it, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I mean, now looking back, I, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it, you know, no, yeah. me to who I am today, but still, I think it would have been appreciative if there was kind of like, not just oh, let's talk to Amy about all of this and then have her communicate it. Or maybe even, or sometimes they would be like, oh, I want to do this for the family. Like, how do you think the others would react? You know, talk to them directly or yes, even as a family. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I mean was fine. But I mean, it was kind of like, well, why don't you ask how they feel? You know, yes. like mm-hmm. I can only keep track of how all my siblings are feeling, you know, I mean, from a face value, to a I point. know as much as yeah. you do, you know, mm-hmm. to a point. So definitely don't be afraid to talk to your kids. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. that with, you know, a lot with parents today, they're kind of in that mindset of like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how my kids feel. I don't know how I should approach this. I don't know. Like, is this too much information to give them? Like, are they going to internalize it too much? Kind of the overall theme of this podcast right now is don't be afraid to talk to your kids and yeah, have those yeah. conversations. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's I, like I said, I'm not a parent now, but I think it's never too early to have that, you know, mature line of communication. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's interesting that the things that moved you along the way, they all have to do with communication, you yes. know, <laughs> because you were put in a situation with your, with your dad saying, Hey, I need her to talk to somebody different. And then that led you in a path of, of some, type of healing that made you be a stronger person. And then yes. there was, you know, along the way you were, you, a communication was a big part of it. What kind of parent do you hope to be? Oh man. <laughs> um, definitely. I want to just be honest with my kids too. Um, I want to be an honest parent. Um, I want to make sure that whatever they tell me, like it's going to be safe with me. And I don't, I want it to be a judgment free zone too. I will obviously be there to offer my opinions but ultimately I just want to support them I want to be a supportive parent you know Mm -hmm. I want to be there for them no matter what decision they take um even if it's as even if it's really difficult as a decision that I'm not like too like an idea I'm like not into I just want to be supportive and I want them to know especially that I am there to support them. That's super duper healthy for you to do because you need to plan what kind of parent you're going to be. It's like, I think that a lot of times parents forget that, you know, yeah, we can have kids, but the more we plan, it'll actually make a difference. You know, we plan for, (laughs) we plan for so many other things in our life. So why not plan for the type of person you want to be when you're a parent? I'm, I'm just so enamored by talking to you as an adult because I can see you as a kid like I can remember when you were Isn't so that crazy <laughs> yeah I can remember you walking in and I remember you being a sixth grader and graduating and you actually were in the same class as my daughter so yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having such a fun time connecting but I can say that the qualities that you had as a kid you have obviously chose 
to capitalize on those qualities. And I'm encouraged by that because I remember that you were a good communicator and, and that you uh, were looking towards helping people and you always had that same heart. So, uh, so when it takes you a while to get there, I think an yes. interesting message is your kids are born with abilities and skills and we need to do what we can to help them bring that out no matter if they're going exactly. through an easy time in their life a hard time in their life stress if there's a lot going on in the family each kid is on their own journey you know and exactly. that's the journey that you're still on uh -huh. what are some of the things that you wish your parents knew that now you're just now able to say, wow if they knew that maybe this would have been uh, smoother that would have been smoother yeah so patience um be open to listening um, I know definitely as a parent, um, as, you know, we get, as, you know, as kids get older, it's going to be harder to kind of listen to understand, but please definitely do that because just know that we are feeling as much as you are. Um, obviously teenagers, we're going to be very opinionated, um, but still definitely listening to understand hearing where we're coming from is really important. Um, and just be there to support us as much as, you know, us being in this life where I feel like we're supporting you, just support us too, definitely is really key. Um, but I would say, yeah, the biggest takeaway is just to listen to understand, especially, you know, obviously as adults, we're gonna have a lot, a lot more life experiences than, you know, our kids are gonna have, but just, being there to support and offer advice when needed um, is, I think, is so important. Mm -hmm. uh, being an adult, it's it's just almost the same. It's just continuing the journey. Yeah, being a you're just kind of <laughs> continuing your path, you know. And you're a newlywed, practically. That is so yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> wow, look at you being a young. How is that going for you? We've been dating since high school, and we've known each other since middle school. So. Mm -hmm. Still through marriage and relationships, we're still learning new things about each other every day. You know, it's a constant process of how can I support my partner while also supporting myself too. Um, and definitely within this first year of marriage, it's been a lot because currently he's away. So he's actually in the National Guard. So currently he's deployed overseas until um, we think the end of the year. We're not sure. Yeah, he's away right now, and then middle of the pandemic, trying to yes. you know uh, guide through that. It was just now was like, he gone when uh, the whole country shut down and stuff? Yes, so he was. Left, yeah, beginning. So we're in. Yeah, we're in end of July right now. Okay. Um, he left beginning of January, and it's so crazy Yay. to look back. Like I have these goals. Like I want to attain these. I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to travel for myself. Experience these things. Um, had all these plans for the year, and then all of a sudden March hit, and I was like, "Just kidding!" Like, right? Shut down. Um, yeah, can't go outside. We're all quarantined for a little bit, and it's just like crazy. But we're definitely still trying our best to find the joys in the year. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really difficult right now. I'm just trying to wrap my mind. Okay, it's like he leaves in January. Yeah. No, not in a million years. If anyone would have told you <laughs> that a few yeah. months after that, that you would be quarantined and he would be a cry, you know, so you can't, was there like, were you completely freaking out for a minute or how did you stay, keep your composure? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a great question. <laughs> 
Um, let's just talk I will here. To me, I'd be kind of freaking out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely was freaking out. But, but I, like I said, I, I, oh my gosh, it sounds so cliche. But it's just like taking this opportunity in this year to focus on us as individuals first is, you know, and the ability to do that is like, yeah. I feel like a very humbling experience. And definitely it's going to be crazy to look back at the end of the year and just be like, we did that. Like, yes, not only like it was really tough going through like the separation period, but like we as individuals were able to grow. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that right there is super encouraging because I think everyone had a, a decision to make. They oh were like, gosh, yes. is this, is this going to break us or make us, you know, like yeah. how are we going to handle this? You know? Exactly. And to be honest, there's, groups of people that I've watched and seen and fall, fell into some very dangerous behaviors. It is very refreshing to talk to someone of your age that's choosing to have a positive attitude out of a tough situation. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, rare, like, yes, this year is very bad, but I feel like very rarely you do hear stories so far of how 2020 is turning out to be for everyone else, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm thankful to have that uh, perspective right now. <laughs> well, it's your mindset you know? And what we put our mind to and what we choose to focus on is our, is, was where our future is, you know? And I hope that you just keep doing that. And maybe like in five years from now, when you've started your profession, you're done with your, you can come back to my podcast and talk about young parenthood or something. I don't know, but you know, it's like the, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's so beautiful because you can start as that sweet little kid that just needed a little extra support being that oldest sister and, um, and having a parent that was willing to have someone talk to talk to them like me, and then look at how you just grew. And I hope that parents that are listening to you remember to have grace on their kids because their kids are going to grow to be amazing people. And just like you, you had your journey, they have their journey and it's just, we got to respect the journey of life, you know, and Mm -hmm. that, it's okay if we fall. It's okay if we have bumps along the way or if we're not sure exactly which way to go, but that at the end of the day, we're being our best self because look, you're using the same skills that you learned way back when you were young. Exactly. Yeah. And it truly stems from, you know, childhood and those experiences and we need the bad to experience the good. Seriously, thank you so much for this this whole experience, I hope I didn't take a huge chunk of your time, but it's, it's so, it feels so great to like talk about someone who's literally like seen it from childhood to now, this whole thing. And now being able to talk to someone about it is just kind of like this crazy reflection, you know, and yeah. here we are in 2020 and all of it contributing to, you know, who me and my family are today. So mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly believe that one thing that is a is a fallacy that's hopefully changing is that families are growing whether they're going through struggles or not you know mm-hmm. it doesn't defi- that struggle doesn't define the fact that you were still growing into the person you wanted to be and and i remember your dad was involved in he would donate a lot of stuff to the school and he would do what he could for the school and all of those great things were happening it's like those that one thing was an issue but it yeah. wasn't everything You know what I mean? There's all these other great things. And I think that that's part of what I hope that you and your siblings and also other people that went through hard times, that they can start to say that I'm going to look at the whole picture, not just 
the things that uh, were hard because Definitely. the things that are hard maybe were the reason that I am as strong as I am, number one. And number mm-hmm. two, let me dig in my memory bank and find the exceptions. If I was stressed, well, what about that time when I wasn't stressed? What about the things that I learned because of that stress? What about the communication skills I have now that maybe I wouldn't have had? You know, And then you can say, all right, I can be a full and complete person. I don't need to feel as though I had a quote unquote broken family. That's just yeah. the family we have. You know, exactly. and that's the way I look. It's like, that is the family you were given and you love them. And that's what it was, you know? Yeah. So it's like, and, you know, no one's perfect. And, right. you know, like I mentioned, it's, it's hard raising a family, especially when you have no idea what you're doing yeah. or maybe if like, you didn't really come from like a very strong background of what that might look like. But, you know, that's the beauty of, you know, the whole cycle is just setting it up for yourself and, you know, yeah. just going through it. <laughs> and just having grace because, you know, um, yeah just having grace on the fact that that was the childhood you had and the rough times were what they were, you know, not going to place so much judgment on it that it ends up affecting, you know, your adult life. Exactly. (laughs) So that would be some of the stuff I would say. Yeah. Because it's just really important because it's, and I, and that's why it's so cool talking to you because I believe that in my heart, but it's not very often that I get to see any kind of end result. You know, like it's very rare. Yeah. It's very (laughs) rare that I get to say that it it comes along now and then where someone will pop in and you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. You were the, you know, but, um, but, but it doesn't doing the work is still right. You know, doing right is still right. Even if you don't see the result, you know, exactly. Really cool. Thank you. Because to me, it's like, I, I mean, to me, this is priceless time. So I really, really do. Thank you so much for being willing to be authentic and just real and all that stuff. Yeah, no, seriously, my pleasure. I'm glad you could be a part of this conversation today. And if while you were listening to Amy, you began to think that you want to reach out and help your child get through the tough times in their life so they can get to the other side, being the best version of themselves, act on that now. Don't wait because sometimes we let that moment pass and we miss the opportunity to act on something good. You can get information at my website on kids coaching and counseling and the difference between those and therapy. And you can begin your journey to find out how you can best help your child through any challenge. It's one of my greatest privileges to be able to be a part of kids' life. It's part of what I was put on this earth to do. And when you reach out to your resources, like Amy said, it can be such a rewarding experience. My website is www.thefocusedmindset.com. You want to look under the coaching tab where it says kids coaching. The kids coaching place will walk you through and help you completely understand the different resources that are available for your child. And I want you to know that you are never alone in your parenting journey. I, for one, am right here with you. I'm glad that you're listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe to it. I'm going to be putting out lots of great content. My goal is to continue to give you things that you can take with you into your parenting and that you can use practically each and every day. So I want to draw your attention to the show notes. If you scroll just below, I'm going to leave some links for you that'll help you on your journey. I'll leave a link to my website. 
also a link to a powerful resource, The Big Life Journal, that I've partnered with The Big Life Journal to help you have a resource for your kids to give them resilience and inner power and self-esteem. If you click on the link, you'll be able to get a great deal on all of the products from Big Life Journal. So thank you for being a part of my life and being a part of this podcast. All this doesn't happen without you and listeners like you, and I appreciate you. So as you move forward, remember, the children that you're around are just little adults in training, just like Amy was all those years ago when I spoke to her and her sister. And until next time, keep in touch and take care.